0: who are the top wide receivers in the league let's break it down welcome to the pigskin podcast the air and it's intercepted. a weekly podcast about all things football on first throw. and only football every week we'll go in depth about each team and deliver the best hard-hitting topics Touchdown! now here's your host andrew walker podcast. Hope everyone has enjoyed the pod so far. We appreciate everyone that has listened and has made it this far with us. We greatly appreciate you. This week we're going to talk about uh, the best wide receivers in the league. And like each week we're going to try to include all 32 NFL teams. But This can be a little different. When it comes to wide receivers 32 up to 11 we're just going to kind of blow through pretty quick. We're not going to do it kind of like we did with quarterbacks and running backs where we kind of go in depth with each one the top 10 is really what we're going to focus on and kind of discuss why those people or why those players are there and kind of give you some statistics behind that. Anyways, we want you guys to get involved with social media. You know, what do you want us to cover? The season is, is fast approaching. Players are starting to get back to facilities and starting to run through preseason protocols and stuff like that. But once the season starts to format of the pod, it's going to look a little different. Once season begins, we're going to go more game-to-game analysis rather than just picking certain players or topics to kind of highlight because we want to break down all the, all the games throughout this season. But as we previously said, these rankings are going to represent all 32 NFL teams. You'll see some dynamic wide receivers that will miss the list, like Chris Godwin due to having you know what we believe having a better number one on the team and Mike Evans. So just like last week, we won't be showcasing rookies either. You know, We don't want to really focus on rookies because, honestly, we don't see any rookies that are going to be the number one receiver. I think the only one that you could see is Henry Ruggs III out of Las Vegas. You know, Right now we think Tyrell Williams is their number one wide receiver going into this season. Again, we're just going to blow through it. So Tyrell Williams, then we got Sterling Shepard. After that, Jamison Crowder, and then Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. After that, got to go with A.J. Green. You know, A.J. Green, he's, he, he, he's no longer like he used to be. And, and we understand that. I think, I think you listeners will understand that as well. He's simply here because he hasn't been healthy. He missed all of 2019, and he missed seven games in 2018. Next, we got Will Fuller, Alshon Jeffrey, Debo Samuel, DJ Chark Jr., obviously out of Jacksonville, and Terry McLaurin. Which he's he's under the radar, gonna be a superstar one day, and then we got to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he missed four games in 2019, and honestly, I I think we I think most people out there would maybe say that 2018 was kind of a fluke. I mean, it, it seems like that player that he was then isn't who he is now, and maybe that's in part with you know Antonio Brown leaving and kind of taking the attention you know back on Juju because. A.B. was taking it all, and it allowed Juju to kind of open up and, and really be that really solid number two wide receiver. Well, then when A.B. left, Juju was, he was back to uh, getting all that attention. But following that up, we got C- Cortland Sutton. Then we have Allen Robertson, who is very underrated. People are always sleeping on him. I have much respect. We did a podcast about the Chicago Bears. We're kind of go more in depth with that, so if you want to listen to it. Head on over there. And then we got Cooper Cup, which honestly you can't go wrong with either Cooper or Robert Woods here. I think you can really flip-flop one or the other out. But I have to give the edge to Cooper because of I feel like he has more playmaking ability than Robert Woods. And that's not downplaying Robert Woods at all because I think he's a really talented wide receiver. But Cooper seems to do more as far as route running. And then we got A.J. Brown, which... He should have won Rookie of the Year award. You know, he it up in Tennessee. I can see why Kyler Murray won it, but I'm sorry. It, it, it had to go to A.J. Brown there. And then we have Tyler Lockett, which Tyler Lockett kind of gets overshadowed by D.K. Metcalf for whatever reason. I don't know. But absolutely, that's Russell Wilson's number one guy. Tyler Lockett is a lock. Got to go with him here. Next, we got Julian Edelman, best slot receiver in the game by far. Can't really compare. People could say, you know what, Michael Thomas is there, but Julian Edelman is the is Mr. Reliable. He's been there, he's done that. He's catching the Super Bowl against the Falcons, where he had three DBs on him, and he caught it by his fingertips. Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, just go watch that on YouTube. It's it's uh, fascinating to watch. Then after Julian, we got Stefan Diggs, and then following him up is Adam Thielen. They used to be teammates in Minnesota. Stefan is now in Buffalo. So he'll take that spot, but Stefan and Adam are kind of like what, um, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are. They're both talented. They're both, I think, they're kind of equal playing ground. And then we're gonna go with DJ Moore. You know, DJ Moore, he missed a game in 2019, and he still had over a hun- 1100 yards of receiving with an atrocious QB situation in Carolina. I love watching DJ Moore play. I encourage you guys to watch him with Teddy Bridgewater coming to Carolina to see how dynamic that relationship's going to be. And then we got TY Hilton. You know TY. The thing is he hasn't played all 16 games in, since 2017. If he could stay healthy, he'd be a top 10 for sure. But he can't stay healthy. And then following that up, we have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, look, OBJ, he's a heck of a wide receiver. But my goodness, he hasn't he he isn't who he was in New York. You know, aside from 2017 where he broke his left angle, 2019 was his lowest productive year. Now, you could say that's in large part because of Jarvis Landry, and I can give you that. But Jarvis was more more productive than OBJ was. All right, those are the wide receivers, 32 up to 11. I know I said that we were going to kind of blow through that, you know, blow through it pretty quick. Let us know what you think. I know there's going to be some controversy with – having some wide receivers like OBJ not cracking the top 10. But, I mean, let us know. You know, podcast, pigskin on Instagram or Twitter. Message us, DM us, add us, do whatever you want. We want to hear from you. But here we are, boys and girls, ranking the top 10 wide receivers. You know, lately in sports world, we have seen analysts and people around the NFL give their top 10, you know, wide receiver rankings due to the fact that Madden – you know, just released their rankings for, for Madden 21. And I just want to highlight a certain analyst, and, and I'll, I'll say his name, Chris Sims. You know, many of you may know that he played quarterback in the NFL or he was on a team. I don't want to say that he necessarily played. But, you know, he works with CV, CBS and also works with Bleacher Report. He's the perfect example that networks are hiring individuals because they, they simply just played the game. And I'm not saying that players that play the game don't have insight. I'm not saying that at all. Don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. It's just that the stuff that he brings forth is so, so preposterous. Like I I just can't, I can't imagine how he has any credibility. But anyways, I'll give you his list on his top ten. This is the reason why I'm I'm even presenting to these guys because I want to know what your insight is on this. His top ten from top to bottom. He has Tyree Kill at number one. Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green. Keep in mind, A.J. Green missed all of 2019, didn't play a single game. Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, and Cortland Sutton. There are two that are absolutely laughing stocks. Why they're in there is A.J. Green first. Again, as I mentioned, he was hurt. But then you have Cortland Sutton. He's played two seasons. First season, he had a little over 700 yards. Second season, he, second season, he had over 1,100 yards. How is he the top 10? I mean, it, you, it all comes down to production. That's literally what it boils down to when it comes to rankings. How is he on that list? You know, when I read that, first I immediately thought, what in the world? Not that Chris Sims has any credibility with me, but whatever he had, it, it, it left. It's gone now. Tyreek Hill is not even close to being the number one wide receiver in the league. AJ Green being there was also an insult to the remaining wide receivers not being in the top 10. How can someone who didn't even play a season be there? You know, last week we talked about Todd Gurley, why he was so low on the list. It's because if you're a player and you're not on the field, you're useless. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much talent you have. If you're not on the field, you're irrelevant. And A.J. Green is no different. And to not include Keenan Allen is a disservice to the league. What does Keenan Allen have to do in order to get the recognition he has earned? He's in our top 10. So we'll share why Allen deserves to be in it. I mean, Chris Sims, his rankings... I needed a good laugh that day when I read it. But starting our top ten, we have to go with Tyree Kill. You know, look, Hill is the fastest player in the NFL, no doubt. If it wasn't for his speed and his separation ability, he would be lower. And the fact that you have Patrick Mahomes throwing you helps a lot too as well. But is Hill really a top wide, you know, top ten wide receiver? Is he really that elite? I think that's a fair question to ask. And like all things, it mostly comes down to production and to numbers. Let's preface that Hill did not miss. He he, he did miss four games last season. I will mention that. So we have to extend some grace. But let's talk about his numbers. He didn't finish in the top 20 for average yards per reception. He did, however, have seven touchdowns, which was tied for seventh alongside DeAndre Hopkins but he averages just 71.1 yards a game. You know, I don't know if any of you listened to Emmanuel Ocho. I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. But he was on Speak for Yourself with Marcellus Wiley. And he said this. He said, you can't teach somebody how to run routes. You can work on them hands, but you can't coach sir and you can't coach speed and speed kills. His argument was stating or he also added this to his argument, he's saying that Patrick Mahomes didn't win a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without without Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is in the top 10 if you take away Tyreek Hill. If you take away Patrick Mahomes from Tyreek Hill, is he in the top 10? No, absolutely not. I think because he has Patrick Mahomes and the ability that Pat Mahomes offers and what he can do, has allowed Tyreek Kill to be in a top ten position because I understand defenses. It, you have to you have to strategize a game plan around someone who's quick and he's fast. He's called the cheetah for a reason, and I'm not knocking that he has the ability, but I don't think he's a top ten wide receiver if you take that away. But then you you know you could say, "Angel," well, you can use that argument with someone's hands. You take away their hands, or you take away their route running ability. Sure, I give you that. But I think Pat, Patrick Mahomes has done more for Tyree Kill than Tyree Kill has done for Pat Mahomes. I think that's fair to assess. But coming at now, we got Amari Cooper. You know he had 1,189 receiving yards, which ranked eighth in the league in 2019. He averaged 15.1 yards of reception, which ranked 18 among all wide receivers. But Cooper had five drop passes, which tied for 10th most. And Amari Cooper, he's sitting at 10 and not higher because no one in the NFL has more drop passes than Amari since 2015. But he does, however, have the sixth most 100-yard receiving game since 2015. That being a total of 19 games. So the thing is, with drops comes production. Would you rather have a wide receiver that drops the ball a little more than maybe they should but can produce when it comes to catching the ball? Uh, me personally, I would take that. Now, I say that now sitting from here recording this uh, podcast, but if my best wide receiver was in a playoff game and they dropped a, a pass in the end zone that could have taken him to the Super Bowl, we'd be talking different. Coming at the A position, we got to go with uh, Devontae Parker. Again, we did a podcast about the Miami Dolphins and in that, and we kind of go in depth of, of why we think Devontae Parker is an elite wide receiver. So, I encourage you to listen to it. But am I the only one who thinks he's the most overlooked wide receiver in the game? Now, granted, he hasn't been healthy and he has yet to play an entire season. You know, last year he missed two games, but he still had over 1,200 receiving yards. We have seen what he is capable of doing in the league. Parker being this high could be a stretch, and some may think so. But who wouldn't want this guy on his team? With Tua Tonglavola taking over the quarterback position in Miami, look for Parker to have another breakout season. Because look what he did with Fitz Magic. I think he's going to produce even more with Tua being under center. You know, even with missing two games, he ranked fifth in receiving yards, fourth at the wide receiver position. He's ninth in average yards per reception. He's tied for fourth most in touchdowns. The thing is, like, I love Parker's ability to meet the ball in the air, too. Look at the catch that he had against the Ravens last season. He beat double coverage up the middle and mossed both defenders. Completely high point of the ball where no one could even get to it except him. He has incredible hands, and he kind of reminds me of a younger Larry Fitzgerald. Just really nice, soft, quick hands. Coming at seven, we got Kenny Galladay. And I think he is rightfully so to be at this position. There probably isn't going to be another one like Calvin Johnson, AKA Megatron again. But Galladay looks like a smaller version of him. He has quick and soft hands, runs great routes, has good separation, high points the ball very well. And does that kind of sound like Calvin Johnson to you? You no, Kenny is 6'4 at 218 pounds. When Calvin played, he was 6'5 and 237. Those numbers are, are, are pretty close. Now, Gallaudet had the most touchdowns in the league at 11. He was third in average yards per reception behind only Mike Williams and A.J. Brown. He was seventh in receiving yards, sixth from the wide receiver position. Oh, and by the way, his average separation was just 1.9 yards. Defenses pressured him from the line of scrimmage and his production was still tops in the league in most categories. And just a little, another nugget of knowledge here. The fact that Madden, when they came out with their playing rankings, the fact that they put him at an 86 is is ridiculous. He had better overall numbers than DeAndre Hopkins. No knock to him. We're going to talk about DeAndre. But DeAndre had a 99 rating. And Kenny... Gallaudet only had an 86. Who is the committee that made those rankings? Because obviously they don't watch football. All right, now we have uh, Kenny Allen, a.k.a. Mr. Consistent. He's had more than 1,100 yards in his past three seasons. Why do people continue to ignore the fact that he's good? He's missed three games in the last three seasons, which you'd obviously like to see less. But wide receivers nowadays, they're they are spraining their ankles left and right. And Chris Sims had the audacity to leave him out of his top ten. Now we'll say, his yards per reception isn't high. But that's in large part because I think Phillip Rivers can't throw past 15 yards without throwing an interception. But with Justin Herbert taking over the QB position in Los Angeles, almost at San Diego, his average yards per catch are going to go up. And yet, Allen, he doesn't score a ton of touchdowns. However, he gets the ball an awful lot. He's fourth in total receptions, and he's sixth in targets. Allen is here because of how consistent he is. And people want players they can rely on year in and year out because consistency is key. Thank you for listening this week on the Pigskin Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where we post weekly updates. We do weekly polls on social media. So, therefore, let us know what you want to hear from us. Is there a topic, a team, or players that you want us to cover? Let us know. Now back to the podcast. The next five guys are the elite group of wide receivers. And these five, on any given Sunday, are going to produce. And we all believe that they are going to be future Hall of Famers in their own right. And honestly, I don't think you or anyone or myself or Coaches or GMs or whoever are going to go wrong with taking any of the five on their team. Let's start with the top five. Mike Evans. You know, we called Keenan Allen Mr. Consistent, but Mike Evans is Mr. Production. Since entering the league in 2014, he has had 1,000 yards receiving every year. The only other player in NFL history to eclipse 1,000 yards in his first six seasons Is Mr. Randy Moss. That is some exclusive elite company. His career average yards per catch is 15.7, which last year was 17.3, ranking sixth in the league. Evans missed three games in 2019 and has the 13 most receiving yards. And he missed three games. That's crazy. And he doesn't turn the ball over. He didn't have a single fumble last year. He's also fourth and deep targets, so he still shows that he has speed and separation ability. And if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm sitting pretty right now. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm licking my chops right now because he has Chris Godwin on one side and Mike Evans on the other. And in the beginning, I talked about how Chris Godwin, let me tell you, he would be in the top 15 for sure, maybe even sniffing the top 10, if Mike Evans wasn't here but I will say this I'm foreshadowing when I when I tell you this do not be surprised if Chris Godwin is in the top 10 next season Devontae Adams unfortunately last year missed a fourth of the 2019 season due to a toe sprain but most people in the league would agree that he still belongs in the top five With the exclusion of 2019, the previous three seasons, he's caught 35 touchdowns. He's Aaron Rodgers' security blanket and makes defenders miss tackles. He's also an elite route runner with quick feet causing defenders to often stumble. Adams is the only receiver to have 4,000 receiving yards and 40 touchdowns since 2016. Devonte should be considered to be the number one r- wide receiver off people's fantasy boards in the 2020 season. He's a, he's a touchdown machine. But at the three spot, I have to go with DeAndre Hopkins. He probably has the best hands out of all current wide receivers along with Larry Fitzgerald. But it seemed that 2019 was a down year for him. Since entering in, 2000, in 2013, There have only been two times he didn't reach a 1,000 receiving yards. His rookie year, which was in 2013, and 2016 where he missed it by just 46 yards. Hopkins' route running percentage is 95.6%, which is first in the league. His target rate is 30.9%, which is second. And by the way, he has the fifth most targets. We all understand that Hopkins can catch everything his way and he dominates defensive backs. What will be interesting though is how they utilize him in Arizona. You know, Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray. No knock on him, no disrespect to Murray. That's just the reality of it. But the defenses in the NFC West are superior than what they were in the AFC South. Will these targets increase or decrease? Will his production change? Or will a new change of scenery help him? I think getting away from Bill O'Brien was the best thing that's ever happened to DeAndre Hopkins. I can see why he's maybe frustrated and sad that he's having to leave Deshaun Watson. But Bill O'Brien, I think everybody outside of Houston, even maybe most of Houston fans, think that Bill O'Brien is... I think he's crazy. The things that he does as a general manager slash head coach is head-scratching. But coming at two, have to go with Michael Thomas, and he takes the two-spot. What is people's dislike for Michael Thomas? It seems like no matter what social media platform you go on, fans despise Thomas for whatever reason. A lot of fans think it's because of all he does is run slants, and that's all he's known for, and that his 1,700 receiving yards was kind of a fluke. But Michael Thomas, he deserves to be here, without question. His first four seasons in, he's already had over 5,500 yards, has 470 receptions, though he just has 32 touchdowns. It's apparent that Sean Payton doesn't like to use him in the red zone. He just wants to use Michael Thomas to get there. But in 2019, as I mentioned, he had 1,725 yards, which was 331 more than the next person. His yards after the catch, his yak, was eighth most out of all receivers, and that includes running backs and tight ends. He's the only person last season to average more than 100 yards receiving per game. Now, the final ranking shouldn't come too much of a surprise to most NFL fans, Julio Jones will go down to being one of the greatest wideouts to ever play the game. If you look at almost every statistical category, he ranks either first or second. In 2019, he was second in targets, receiving yards, and deep targets. He has the sixth most receptions and third in yards per game. Jones also had the most 100-yard receiving games at 16 since 2018, Michael Thomas being second. We can all agree that Michael Thomas had the better year in 2019 than Julio Jones. Can't really debate that. But if we're looking at the best in the game, it's Julio Jones. No one catches the ball better. No one runs routes better. And no one is a bigger mismatch for defensive opponents than Julio Jones. Michael Thomas and Julio were the only two to have 60-plus receptions of 10 or more yards. These two are on another planet. And although I think Hopkins is elite, the top two have created a big gap between the rest. is the better wide receiver right now, but Thomas isn't far behind. Michael Thomas is on pace to do better things than Julio Jones, and that's scary. I appreciate you all listening to the, this episode on the Pigskin Podcast. Who do you think is deserving to be at their current ranking on this week? Or is there someone that's a little underrated? The 2020 season is going to be fun to watch. You know, wide receivers are developing quicker than ever before. And with how quickly the NFL game is evolving, some players that were low on this list next year could find their way much higher. But remember to follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You know, do us a big favor. Give us five stars. Give us some feedback. Help your boys out. Enjoy your weekend coming up. Be safe, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening this week on The Pigskin Podcast. Subscribe to The Pod on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PodcastPigskin. If you want to stay engaged throughout the week, give us a follow. We want to hear from our listeners. Give us a breakdown. Signing off.